there, there can't be too much hype for the sexy smutty show. Because uh, I'm not that sexy or smutty. So, you know, bring the hype, like, within, within like, reasonable parameters. Uh, and thank you very much for joining us once again. Uh, I am your host, the Grey Knight. I, <laughs> I, I don't quite know how to begin, like, a live show recording in such a way yet that I think will represent who I am or uh, how I'm doing. So... The best way, I think, to begin this show is just to say uh, all of my jokes written are about a slain woman and they all have to be thrown out because she was already slain, but now she was found and all the jokes were about her missing. So that's that's pretty much like like that's 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 the slate of my week is I did stuff, but then it didn't work out for you guys Uh, on a personal note. I just want to say that I'm having a lovely time in this apocalypse, this stage of it. This is the part of the apocalypse that I'm having the most interesting time with. I'm personally feeling pretty good. I get out of bed pretty easy most days. I do chores around the house. I don't complain too much. You know, I get my stuff done, yada, yada, yada. Uh, But it's also like the part of the apocalypse where it's still an apocalypse for me. But it's not for other people, and I—that I, part I have to admit is really, is really interesting. And so, just to feel slightly less insane because I, I, I just want to get it out like real quick. Uh, uh, this is a segment that I like to call "I'm not talking about COVID," but uh, so just super quick, just super quick because it's the craziest thing in the world. I know. Uh, if you're wondering why, like, all of a sudden I'm not, I, you'll hear me referencing, like, ooh, I'm not going to the gym right now, and I'm, I'm just waiting real quick, or, yeah, you'll see me talking about, like, looking at them extra vaccines, trying to get one of them overflows. Uh, if you're wondering why that is with me in particular, especially when all of the news is just so great all the time, uh, if it's even talking about COVID anymore, uh... Here's here's the headline that makes me feel insane, and I and and we've all if you're reading the news the last ten weeks, boy, you've seen a lot of it. Ready? Uh, COVID numbers lowest since X. Okay, and you'll if you're an American, you'll see these numbers a lot. Sometimes you'll see world numbers. Oh, it's even freakier to me when it's world numbers, uh, and they're not just talking about America. But you know what I'm talking about? The headline: American numbers haven't been this good since last month, since January, since November, since October. You've, you see it over and over and over again. Uh, and it's a great headline. Don't want to take away from anybody's good mood before we start the sexy smutty show. Uh, but you know what else hasn't been this low since October? The amount of tests that we're doing. See, that's, that's kind of the weirdest thing about this one to me is I know there's, there's a new boss in charge and I know that we got a new answer. But this is, this is really starting to feel like... Like, there's a kind of game that I play called, uh, called Idle Games, and a way that you make progress in them is that you do something called prestiging. And prestiging means you start over again, so everything's the same all over again. It's the same mechanics, it's the same game. But it's a slightly different experience the second time around, and this is really starting to feel like COVID prestiging. 
Okay, this is starting to feel like, wait, guys, wait, guys, come on, last, come on. So here's this, here's how this is starting to feel like. Uh, all of a sudden, everyone's talking about how there's not going to be any COVID around next month, which sounds a lot like how there's not going to be any COVID one day by Easter. Yeah, that's a little, that feels a little similar. All of a sudden, all the Americans talking about herd immunity will be achieved and everything will be opened up. That's, that'll be, that'll be interesting. Uh, so I've been living with that one. Uh, what's another one that feels so, so familiar? Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. There's this other one about talking about, like, uh, every time I read a headline going, uh, COVID discovered in X country causing outbreak, and then everybody going, ah, that X country isn't my country. That one feels really familiar, because it feels like what happened in China last year. Because nobody knew where Wuhan was. Like, I'm talking about nobody in China knew where Wuhan was. People in, people in Hubei province didn't know the city of Wuhan last year. And yet, somehow, COVID made it to your neighborhood. And so I would have thought that when, like, a scientist is all like, uh, guys, there's a, there's a version of this virus out there. And like, well, so what? It's not here. That sounds, that feels so... That feels so familiar, I don't quite know what to do with it. So, we've also got, you know, a president who doesn't seem to care if we get tested or not, as long as the numbers go down. That's, that's so crazy to me. I legitimately, like, on that one, I'm like, I know that Biden's better than Trump, and we all love him so much. Uh, there, did I suck his dick enough for you? Okay. So, uh, I don't understand... Really, at the end of the day, Trump was a dumbass who had just said whatever his scared little fat body felt, and he and it just came squealing out of his mouth. And some people like that squeal. I think we can agree that that's his communication style. For whatever reason, that's what happened. Big pig-shaped ocarina in which noises just came floating out of his ass uh, from the from the wind inside of his head. Okay, that's Trump's communication style. Can we agree? There. So much harder on him than Biden. Please let me fucking critique both. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, but when Trump would do that, you at least knew what he was actually thinking, quote unquote, because he really wasn't capable of much of that. But like, he'd be like, no, I don't want to test those people. That'll make the number go up. That looks awful. People will be scared. The economy will suffer. Trump would say those things out loud constantly so we kind of knew where he was at you know for those three seconds before he changed his mind again i'm gonna critique both i'm just so tired of the fact that i'm not allowed to do it all right and so that's fine but like as far as i can tell now we have a president biden and he's not holding any press conferences either did, did you any of you people who think that democracy has been saved in the last 51 days did you notice that so he's not holding any press conferences either, so he's not answering any hard questions either. All of his, all of his speeches have come out and been prepared, okay? Uh, and I, I'm okay with that. Dude's got, dude, dude, dude took, a, took a lot on his plate. Press conferences, probably not real up, you know. You, you got to hold your fourth COVID memorial in, by day 60, you know? It's a busy schedule. I admit that he took over. It's a, it's a hard one. 
Uh, I'm. This is actually legitimately not trying to poke too much fun at them. I like. I'm serious. It's you know the one year anniversary is coming up. And like when 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 do you start just taking questions from the audience? I get it. And at the same time, Biden doesn't seem to be pushing that people should go out and get tested all that hard. Nobody is anymore, and I don't know what to do with it. And so the reason why I currently feel like I'm living through just a little mini, mini blip of an apocalypse right now, and eye of, the, eye of the hurricane is the best metaphor I have, even though I don't think we're 50% the way through, I'm sorry. But the reason why like, I'm living through this, this little blip of an apocalypse where I'm staying in extra hard, even though I want to be out so bad, is the last time that we were at this place in a country was December. And then there's just this real clear picture of data, and here's the exact same analog that we were at in, in December. Ready? In December, very, very early December, testing starts dropping off a cliff. Testing had been fairly consistently going up in America for months and months and months, and then in early December, testing went off a fucking cliff because people wanted to go on holidays. At the exact same time, right? the exact same time, another number started trending up in December of 2020 in America. And that is a very easy number to check out. Anybody wants to check it out, you can Google it. You just Google TSA daily passengers. It's a real easy one. TSA puts that exact amount of information out. How many passengers were in America by plane that day? TSA tells you exactly how many passengers each and every day. In fact, just for COVID, they have a fantastic chart up that shows you this year compared to last year compared to the year before. And so the other major metric that's going up right now compared to uh, December of last year is at the exact same time that we're testing half as much as we were, literally half as much as we were at our peak, we are now traveling at far greater numbers than we were for the 2020 holiday season. And so I don't know how you think that this story can end. I will say that in Israel, approximately 60% of their people have already gotten their first shot, and around 35% have gotten two shots in Israel, and they're still having the same daily amount of COVID infections that they were having two months ago. That's all true. This is all very easily verifiable fact. I'm still not even talking about COVID because I'm just trying to say uh, that's the situation that I find myself in, except unlike last time where everybody wasn't getting themselves tested before Christmas, there's a real question in my mind right now is what date, what's going to trigger people going to want to get start testing again? Because last time it was, oh, we just want to, we just want to get to the holidays. Uh, and get through it, uh, and then people started immediately testing, and then America's biggest day of testing after that big slump in December actually came midway through January. Midway through January, and it started slumping again immediately after. Uh, so my question is, when are people, like, I don't know when or where or how this is going to play out. All I can say is, I hope vaccines not only protect you and everyone around you, but also everybody who's on the plane and everybody who's got the stimulus check and went to your neighbor, I'm, that's how much I'm hoping vaccines protect everybody. I really, like, I've heard, have you heard of halo effects and aura effects? Like, fuck herd immunity. We need, like, 
Yes, that's exactly what I'm hoping. I'm hoping you all you have to do to get herd immunity, quite frankly, is inject one vaccine into one member of our big fat herd, and then the rest of us have it. That's how it works, right? Herd immunity? Because that's what we're going to fucking need. That's what we're going to fucking need over the next two fucking weeks for this to not go the direction. I don't know what other way that could go. We definitely don't have 60% almost of our population with one shot and and a third of our population with two shots. And I don't like what I'm about to say. I really don't. This isn't mean, okay? This isn't trying to be mean. This is just like daddy trying to deal with it and make peace and like being so happy that he's not eating junk food and drinking beer every day, dealing with this. But just real quick, daddy's not happy with what he's about to say. Americans are a lot fucking fatter than Israelis. If you if you if you're a novice, you might look this up and you might like look up overweight and obese uh, uh, correlations, and you might say, like, oh, look, a lot of Israelis are overweight or obese. Look at that percentage. It's not too different. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> there's a special kind of overweight and obese in America. Uh, there's a special kind of sedentary in America. I don't know. I'm not having fun. I'm not trying to poke fun. I'm a guy who's had struggles with his weight loss, and you know. But from a health consequence standpoint, from a population outcome standpoint, if we're trying to examine a one-to-one potential outcome standpoint, you really have to factor the kind of things in like, do, does somebody weigh more? Do they exercise far less because they don't – they have a car in their driveway instead of a, a metro stop a kilometer from their front door? These are real, real, real things that you have to qualify in a public health crisis, and uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I have nowhere near the skill, the information, the patience. Ah, I like getting stoned. I like I like videos in which dogs try and get into cat beds because cats are in dog beds. You got the wrong guy for that job, baby. That's not me. Oh, you think, like, sure, half the time I'm trying to figure out the mysteries of how many people are going to die in America. But then I immediately pull up the mysteries of what's going on on the infinity train. Oh, ooh, I hope it's exciting this season. Ooh, that train, it's fucking, it just keeps fucking going, that train. Oh, you think infinite train is a train that doesn't stop. No, no, no. It's literally infinite train cars strung together. Brilliant! Nobody? Fuck. God damn. I keep getting older. Cartoons keep getting better. Shit. You kids got to start watching that stuff. Like, you think you think cartoons are going to max out, but then, like, Adventure Time shows up. Steven Universe. And you're like, what the fuck? And then they get fucking crazier from there. You go over one garden wall, all of a sudden all the cartoons are dope. It's amazing. Wait a minute. You mean I grew up on shitty fucking propaganda for toys and anti-marijuana? By and by, can I just say how mad I am at this point in my life, getting as high as I do all the time, not high right now, getting as high as I do all the time, that somebody actually, like, had the audacity to say, oh, I bet Bugs Bunny would be anti-weed. Bugs fucking bunny? Bugs fucking bunny anti-weed? Of all the cartoon characters, that's fucking a corpse. Every character is high in the fucking kid shows now. I'm pretty sure Steven Universe is blazed 24-7, man. Look at that kid. His dad surely is. There's no fucking... You're telling me Mr. Universe isn't fucked up washing them vans? 
Because I don't buy you. If you're trying to throw that at me, you're saying that after he fucked a cosmic gem until he fucked a cosmic entity to death, you're telling me he didn't cope with some kind of some kind of narcotic after that? Your breakup hurts. <laughs> think about his. Won't you think about Mr. Universe? Oh, man. If you think that that show sounds strange from what I've described, you are correct. And I have barely tapped into the lore at all. Okay. Uh, that's me not talking about COVID. Uh, I was right about the whole stagnation and the, the plateau and the increasing thing. If you're wondering, like, but Jack, you said the numbers were going to go up. We're literally testing. You can check it out yourself. The best the best place I can give you for information, since nobody's putting all this together, uh, is the Atlantic Data Project. Uh, the Atlantic is not the best fucking news resource in America, but uh, the Data Project that they've had is pretty good. And you can check this all out yourself. So those are the that's what you can check out. You can check out TSA, Passenger Numbers Yourself, Atlantic David, uh, Data Project Yourself. You can look at all the different numbers that daddy has seen uh so we've got a we got a two-week timer on this one and two weeks is about perfect because daddy really does believe that before the end of march he will be able to secure a vaccine uh and then he's given himself you know the 14 days i was gonna give myself 21 but fuck it i've talked i've talked to some docs now uh and they and they <laughs> boy howdy let me tell you something. I'm sure if there's anything that's undermining... Uh, I, I should have probably talked about this one a little quicker. Uh, I have no problem disseminating this misinformation if it turns out to be misinformation. Every doctor that I've talked to about the vaccine where I'm like, oh, I'm going to wait 21 days after I get it. Every last one of them was like, ha, 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 I got the one dose. I was back to work in like 36 hours. I know. Ah, whatever, man. Just get back in there. Ah. That's what every doctor has said to me. Ah, full protection in three weeks, full protection in three hours, one of the two. Who gives a shit? Ah, get back in there. You've had enough downtime, you son of a bitch. Ha 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 Medical degree. This is why I'm glad I'm never looked up the dumbest people I went with uh, to high school with. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's the information that's coming down from actual physical doctors. It's so crazy, the difference between, like, you know, what you see on TV and, like, you know, like, Fauci be like, stay home, be careful if they don't have a vaccine. And then, like, you'll call up, like, your CVS, and they're like, no, we don't have any vaccines for you. You don't sound old enough. Go to work, motherfucker. I don't know what you do. Click. It's very different in the real world. I don't know how it's going in your neighborhood. If, if your officials are treating COVID seriously out where you're at, lucky fucking you. <laughs> here they're like, here, hold my mask. Come on, come on, I need two hands to hold the shot. You know that I haven't gotten my fix yet. I'm sorry, nurse. Oh, I'm not a nurse, I'm a tattoo artist. I'm just doing this to get back in the studio. That's a true story that was in the paper. Oh, it was put in as an uplifting story. It was not. <laughs> Tattoo artists signing up to help spread injections. Hell's Angels sign up to help extract teeth. 
<laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> uh, do I have anything else besides no jokes because of Sarah? Uh, the COVID, that's pretty much uh, where I'm at. There's going to be an update on uh, podcast pretty soon here. I don't think next week, but the week after uh, traditional show. I'm hyping it up because I'm very excited about it because I feel like I've turned a corner. Um, not only do I have work in the can and ready to go and feeling very confident about that sort of thing and feel like that's going to extend, but it's just real quick. It's me celebrating me and my journey so far and how far I've come. Uh, after I recorded that, uh, some days back, um, I just randomly pulled up my billing. I was just going over my finances before we begin the super smut. And just real quickly looking at that, I saw when I gave permission of PayPal the first time to a lot of different organizations. I don't know if you, if you, if you pay through a service like Venmo or PayPal or whatever, but I was just, you know, going over my, my, my permissions, as it were, in my downtime. And I was looking at it, and I have given so few companies permission to take money from me, because I'm a stingy fucking bastard, uh, that I could scroll down the entire list pretty quickly, and I could see, like, all the different companies. And it's legitimately, it was so validating to see that after I had, you know, made that speech where I feel like I had turned a corner, my health, my mental health, all the rest, my attitude... Uh, and that even when I'm having a bad day, I feel like I can recover. I can feel like I can not take a chunk out of anybody. I can feel like I can not hurt another human being, which has pretty much been the goal. Uh, just come back, come to my place, smoke out, relax, and then beat the shit out of my cat! A human being was the goal, not another entity! Oh, I'm still evil! <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I, 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 I save it up. 92%. That's a 92. We're going to get up to a 95 and then a 100. Once I'm at a 100, that's it. You know, I'm just going to break out a 100 out of nowhere in a live show. All of you are going to melt like Raiders of the Lost fucking Ark. And then I will steal all of your purses. I wasn't supposed to say the last part out loud. It's a cash show tonight. Bring extra cash. <laughs> Someone's got to find me entertaining, and I'm choosing to make it me. Uh, Allie, where the fuck was I? I swear I'm not stoned. <laughs> Sometimes I just lose myself. Uh, I can't remember where the fuck I was. I was just about to begin the show, too. There's one last thing. Oh, that's right. I'm looking over the permissions of all the monies that I sent up on PayPal. Thank you so much, Susie. And because I have given so per few permissions to so few companies, like Grubhub, it's one of the companies that's on the very, very uh, top, and I gave them permission like four years ago. Um, it's just been wonderful to see the progression. The progression was like a video game site, uh, like a Steam, basically, uh, and Grubhub and what have you. And then it moves up, and it becomes like a pharmacy store, and it becomes... Uh, my grocery delivery service. And then it moves up to more recent uh, years. And it's, you know, stuff for the Grey Knight Project and recurring payments to Alley. And it's uh, recurring payments to, like, you know, utilities and stuff like that. And it's uh, 
it's it's my vegetable and fruit delivery service. I don't talk about this. I get free, not free. I get fresh uh, fruits and vegetables delivered in a cooler. You stick a cooler outside, and they take that cooler and they drop off a new cooler. It's the greatest system I've ever had because it takes them two seconds. They have a cooler. You leave a cooler, they just swap that shit. They don't even stop moving, just like a video game character. It's so dope. I love it. I've watched them do it. I fucking love it. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's groceries and fresh fruit and utilities and stuff like that at the top. And it was only a couple years back that I was all like, I get to order a pizza or I get to buy a video game. Because I was so fucking broke and so fucking destitute in spirit that that's what cheered me up. But here I am having a week where I think something bad's going to happen in my country. My countrymen think that everything is just smooth fucking sailing going forward. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Let's all drink to that when it's time to drink again. Uh, Daddy being wrong and everything going great. Uh, throughout uh, the beginning of April. Ah, I'd love to see it. Fantastic. Uh, But as somebody who thinks that that's not going to be the most likely outcome, uh, I'm so proud of myself not drinking and not eating any fast food, making stuff at home, uh, living my life and really trying. You're hearing more about this. I'm sorry for rambling so much, but I'm I'm not one to brag on me. And if if ever there was a time to brag on myself for just doing the day-to-day, which I've always struggled with, it's now because a lot of people out there are struggling. And all I can say is from the bottom of my heart, from someone who's been there, from someone who's been there, who struggled in the best of times, all I can say is, you're weak! Weak! How high is your pile of clothes? How dark the grime around your kitchen sink. Weak! No, not really. I just, from the, really, just keep going day by day. Breathe in, breathe out. You're doing better than you think. I mean that. All day, every day, I encounter people who send me messages pretending like everything is a million percent and they're just messaging me for no reason whatsoever. When in reality, the more that somebody seems to not want to need me, the more that they clearly are just pushing through something. You don't you don't reach out to a sex artist for the first time. You don't you don't say I've never talked about something like this for the first time unless you're looking for something. And a lot of people are just pretending to be so okay. I think a lot of people are trying to convince themselves that they're so okay. And they're just trying to get someplace. If you're in pain and you're acknowledging that pain and you're feeling it, I think you're legitimately doing better than them. <laughs> they're, they're going to catch up with you. I know it doesn't feel like it. I know if you're in pain, it feels like you're trying to catch up with everybody else. But there are so many people who are going to try and catch up with you, with where you're at. So just take it day by day, breath by breath. I mean it. I want you to think about this for the rest of the week, maybe the rest of the month. Ready? Just one little thing to think about. Just keep thinking about this one thing and nothing else. Ready? Live in the moment. Just keep thinking about that. Don't don't think about anything else besides that. Just over and over and over again. Just keep thinking. I'm living in the moment. Live in the moment. Jack said, live in the moment. Last Liz kept saying, live in the moment. Live in the moment. But don't think about anything else. Just live in this moment. Live in the moment. He said, live in the moment. Don't think about anything else. Just live in this moment. Just live in the moment. Live in the moment. 
Nobody's laughing at this fucking thing. Because the idea is if you think about it over and over again, you're not living in the moment. God damn it! I thought it was so funny! Alright! Alright, fuck it! The jokes aren't landing! <laughs> Scratching them all out. We'll try again. Next week, there's always going to be another woman abducted by another cop. <sighs> you just got to hope it's not in India, you know? Small favors. Uh, as I pull up the poetry, I promise I'm done with all that, and we're going to be getting a long, sexy, smutty show tonight. Uh, I I do legitimately, uh, you know, I, in the past, I'm like, why am I so sexy? Why am I so sexy? Why do women find me so attractive? This week, it was not hard. This week, it was not hard. This week, I'm literate, I'm masked, and I'm not questioning if you feel unsafe walking home alone. If you say I feel so unsafe walking home alone, I didn't go, oh, really? And why would that be? You know that violence is visited against men in a way. Really? Just those three together pretty much put me ahead of so many fucking dudes. I don't even, I washed, you know, I had some vegetables and some plant matter at some point in there. With all of this together, it's really starting to be a jubilee. Gosh. Thank you, other men, for being so bad at it. <laughs> Appreciate your total lack of effort, your aggressive lack of, of willingness to even remotely try and see something from somebody else's viewpoint. Appreciate you, booze. <clears throat> Here we go. The room smelled of sex, marijuana, and cough syrup. The soft voice of Aza filled my ears. He said blue birds are the children of the sea, and I smiled, my foot tapping to the rhythm of Aza's lyrics. He whispered into my ear, Satan be gone. As he tried to find a way into my skin, I tried to tell him I'm the beauty of, of roads and rivers. I tried to tell him I'm the feather of a bird leading a man to drown under the sea. His first bite was a man learning the secrets of a soft word. His second bite was a tripwire in the breast of a man learning how sex is a room full of drugs where a man meets his fear. He said, Satan, be gone, as he folded his tongue into my mouth as his fist found the softest part between my ribs, as I became the angel Jacob fought with as he tried to find home between two names. He said, Satan be gone, as he cried in my mouth, as he understood the beauty of the night, as his fingers carved a memorial on my skin, as my body became a womb filled with blood and light, and a man finds the beginning of a journey is also a door. To fire. He said, Satan, be gone, as his fist hit me again and again, before his body crawled into a wounded animal at sleep, as I stiggered into water and prayed that water and tears would wash the blood flowing down my mouth. Satan Be Gone by Romeo. Ooh, I don't know quite how to say this one. Oriogun. O R I O G U N. Oof. 
Thoughts of you running your fingers down my spine as the tip of your fingers reach the dip in the small of my back. I shudder. I smile. I tremble, letting out a sigh. Letting out a small giggle as I feel the hairs all over my body rise. All these thoughts of you consume and occupy my mind. Thoughts of such a glorious night. A night when no one else existed. Those thoughts will remain with me forever. Thoughts of how everything felt so right, but knowing it is really wasn't our time. Memories of how you stared into my eyes. You stared intensely. I stared intensely. You gripped the back of my neck, pulling my hair just slightly and roughly enough to make my pulsate even further into your arms, into your embrace, pulling me close enough to feel the blood pulsate in your bottom lip, making me speed up the rhythm of the continuous sway in my hips. It's just a memory now of that night, a night I looked into your eyes and saw that you could get lost in mine as you did. You got lost in me, on me, in between me, between my heated thighs. I felt you fire up, felt your fingertips burn and steam away my moisture into the late hours of the night and into the early hours right before the sunrise. I kissed the tip of your nose, slid my hand slightly over your neck, to your chest, to your belly, as if I were unzipping you open so I could see what passion looks like from the inside. And I saw it. Through imaginary lines, passion flowing through a caged soul, a fiery heart. Just enough passion for our one night. Teresa Magana, Occupying Thoughts. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> I'm going to need to take a, I'm going to need to do a little Prince of Persia on this one. I'm going to need to take a running start. <laughs> This this opening line is something else. Here we go. <clears throat> is it considered a drought if I'm thirsty for you? Cascading angel who freely falls soft to rocks, being that you are only possible remedy for my parched lips. Mother of all waters, I keep praying to you, safety through the Devil's Mountain, pure and clairsentient, like crystals, once cries for end to answers, Ugh. playing and bending light several which ways to entertain me. Famine and debris am I! To savor your due would bring me rapture. Cascading goddess who falls within the little to no fear, not even a stream was I! but drew into your mist, hoarding it till I became prosperous. Oasis that you are, much like a water sage to the mirage of my soul. You erode me and shape me like mud and, ugh, like mud and clay. You're limitless to a moist well, peaking on infinity. Oh, my tongue swells for your never-ending glory. Cast out of heaven, you are all for me. Uh, 
MP Hill, Angel Falls. All right. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to be cruel to whoever suggested that. Thank you very much. Please don't, please don't be too embarrassed. So I, I often scoffed because here's the thing about me. I, I, I'm very, very, very stubborn. So if I say at the beginning, no, you don't understand. This is a fucking metaphor about water. Okay. You don't get me. This is a fucking metaphor about water. Then I, you can't then go to a geology reference in such a short poem. You can't, you can't go water, 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 gym, gym, earth, gym. Water, 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 earth, earth. This isn't like a JRPG where we're putting in the elements into like a random like item generator and seeing what generates from that. Okay? You went with a water theme. You got to stay with the water theme. You can't just switch this around. This isn't, this is like what? This is like, this is like, oh, hello. oh there's a new lady in the night that just showed up. Isn't that awesome? Thank you. Hello, new lady in the night. Uh, you can't, <laughs> son of a bitch. You, ah, fuck it. Ah, fuck it. Old man screams at poem. News at 11. Okay. <clears throat> Lovers entered. A forbidden forest bower. As they stalked that range, with eyes glazed, she offered up her hind. <sighs> Erotic poetry may not be daddy's forte. <laughs> I'm just, see, now that probably wouldn't have broken me, but I'm just going to admit that I've been bored for a while with pornography. So sometimes daddy just pulls, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you the process, all right? Sometimes what daddy needs to jerk off, but he's still bored uh, and he doesn't want to look at a, a human being for whatever reason. Let's not, let's not psychologically evaluate that too much, please and thank you. I'll go to just like X videos, which is already kind of like a skeezy site, not going not gonna to lie. Uh, and then I'll just go like to the animated section, not hente. This is very important. The distinction is very important. Uh, animated, not hente. And this is important, because if you go to hente, you're just going to get nothing but, like, 20-centimeter waists, 80-centimeter chests, 18- uh, through 22-year-old girls. That's all that's on tap there. That's it. That's all that's there. So you have to get animated. The problem with animated is you can get anything. People can animate with their 3D programs these days. They can animate anything. And so you're really opening up a portal. I think that's probably why I masturbate to this stuff. You're really opening up a portal to another realm when you hit that animation button. And the reason why I think that this one got me so bad is I both recently uh, saw, uh, I did not jerk off to with any kind of success in case you're curious, uh, a Judy Hopps, uh, Megan, Megan sex with the, with the Fox one, that one, uh, that one, that one popped up, uh, literally and figuratively. That was that one. That one was on top, uh, and then also like an anthropomorphized fur furry uh, Bambi fucking his mom was also at the very top of X videos recently. So between the two, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they were like on hind legs, so it's cool. See, like, people are giving, people are giving all kinds of, like, crazy faces, like, oh, that's so horrible. Is it worse that they're deers? Because I found that better than most step porn. 
Because I gotta say, not only do I find most step porn just from a premise perspective alone already deeply frustrating, but also, not only is the stepsister having sex, she's also getting stuck in things pretty frequently? So how is that better than what's going on with Bambi and his mom? I gotta, like, you. there's a big reaction that you all had. They live in nature. There's... There's a lot more understandable about them than what's on the Pornhub main page most days. <laughs> Let's try it again! <clears throat> Sexy poems. This may not be for me. Here we go. <clears throat> Lovers entered a forbidden forest bower. As they stalked that range with eyes glazed, she offered up her hind. Now, with doe eyes, deep as his, Deep in arousal's sleep, heels fail, and he knocked and pulled her dark honey hair and whispered, Surrender, into... Is this a fucking move? This is now in two out of the three erotic poems that they're just, like, whispering when the word just... Do you just do that, though? <laughs> is this a fucking move? Do you just... When you're making out, do men just put their teeth by your fucking ear and just be like, Satan be gone. Is this a poet move, or is this a move move? I have not done this. Because it was Satan Be Gone in the first one, and now this time it's Surrender. Ah, uh, that sounds scary. Do you think those were Sarah's last words that she heard? All right. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it! I finally told a joke about her. That's hilarious. She's only been discovered for 12 hours. Okay. Ugh. Her body braced yet bayed with heat and vibrance. Ruthlessly, he shoots his arrow deeper. And then, once more. And then, again. She bucked fiercely and defiant, goading with his prodding lance evermore, ever longer, and parting the pink lines of her white rose. He was, and once again, the prince to the dark dominion of her quarters. <laughs> I have to say that line in a different voice real quick. <clears throat> He was, once again, prince to the dark dominion of her quarters. <laughs> In the middle of this carnal match, they paused. And looking into the forest beyond, they saw a yelling fawn, a feral goddess, grazing still, bathing in a veil Virginal, wholly unmoved. I know it sounds like I'm having a stroke. This is verbatim. By their act of venery, lustfully playing in the innocent leaves. It was as if they were among her kin, a gentle doe and a noble stag. From that moment on, the human hunters did not speak. <laughs> Falling again, rolling eyes were deep in arousal sleep. Her back was a crescent moon, pocked and wet with dew. 
he could feel her heart beating in time with his piercing prong, her arching back glistening in the sun spittle as it broke through the dark vernal, twice with that fucking word, ceiling wood. In the final shot, her quivering buck lowered and broke, and a sound not heard made a scene. A sweet murmuring shuddered and sank onto the floor of the forest leaves. With her tail taken and told, her breathless breath, ah, ah, oh, that would hurt. Oh, her breathless breath, her nostrils could not. <laughs> I'm sorry, that one was painful. I wasn't expecting anything. That one really caught me off guard. That's like, oh, that's some, that's some Vorgon shit. Is that what they were called in Hitchhiker's Guide? What were them? <laughs> that was some Vogon. Yeah, Vogon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got me on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a real that was a real Arthur Dent moment for me. As a kid, I was wondering, like, what kind of poetry could possibly make you scream if you heard it? Well, I got my answer 25 fucking years later. <laughs> <laughs> come on come on Adams there's no fucking poetry that's gonna make someone scream in agony if they hear it <laughs> guess what motherfucker <laughs> all it takes for me is breathless breath apparently all the poems I've ever read I never screamed before but that one got breathless breath really upset the shit out of me in a way I can't I can't be, it's, it's like dehydrated water or something. Like at a supply store, it's like, oh, I have to kill everybody here. I have to, I have to, I have to burn this whole place down right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have a different relation with mechanics than me. I'm sorry, did you just try and sell me blinker fluid? I'm going to need my gun back. Her nostrils, cold, and her heat. Oh, we've only got a couple lines left. I can do this. Taken and told, her breathless breath. Her nostrils, cold, and her heated and lanced openings. Dripping, draining, semicolon. Here was a new world's beginning. <laughs> Sated, solemn, and softly quaking, his woman sweetly laid, and now doomed with her doe eyes, two lovers faded, made. Semicolon again. She glowed divine like the rolling brook that mellowed. <laughs> <laughs> Slow in the vine dark and golden forest stable in Artemis's wood. Alright, just real quick. I now absolutely in nature have to find a brook that's babbling so I can tell it to cool its tits so I can watch a brook mellow. I've been in a lot of nature. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of brooks. I've never told a babbling brook like shh. Settle down. I've never seen a babbling brook, like, stop babbling, which is what my interpretation of the brook that mellowed, right? I've heard of babbling brooks. 
<laughs> so a brook that mellows is a babbling brook that's like, oh, shit, all right, oh, fuck. So it's a brook that got all excited that they were fucking, and then they were done. It's like, all right, show's over. <laughs> Damn. Did you see the way he was piercing her with his arrow? <laughs> I heard a sex therapist a long time ago. She was a lady, a doctor, a lady at the same time. It's true. Uh, And she made an incredible... I think this was a Berman sister. Uh, If anybody knows Berman and Berman, by chance. This is a long way back. Uh, Anybody know Berman and Berman? The sex uh, sisters? Okay. All right. They're not that infamous then. Are they awful? Do they give bad advice before I go any further with this confession? Have they been... Are they like the Dr. Phil of of sex sisters? <laughs> before I go any further with this one? Have they been outed? Are they awful? <laughs> Does anybody know? Uh, oh, no, they're sometimes bad. Fuck. All right, well, one of them made a point that I thought was really great uh, anyway. So I'll just admit that, and then we'll find out if they're shitty. Later, I'll, I'll get informed, I promise. Um, but one of them pointed out that, like, so many men's terms for a penis uh, is weapon-based. Like, when a man describes his penis, there's so much, like, love missile. There's so many uh, aggressive term- uh, determiners and modifiers. And uh, it's, you know, it's not just the language of sex. It's, like, pound and, 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 and stab or like that. It's also... The determiners that they give for uh, their penis itself, a missile, rocket, uh, gun, uh, machine, yada, yada, yada. Uh, And then also the act they also make into aggressive, you know, I'm slaying, uh, I slay pussy, I smash, uh, yada, 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 yada. Uh, I have to admit, until she kind of put it out like that, it didn't occur to me that there was so much about uh, men's sexuality and the language that they were using that was weaponized. Uh, and then how unattractive that must be to a woman who doesn't clearly want to hear any of that shit. Like, <laughs> she just, I don't know, she laid it out and it really stuck with me. So there you go. I, I, I thought of that a lot with, with, with that. And the other thing I thought was, like, I know it's Artemis's woods, and therefore their connection to an arrow is there. Um, I beg all of you nice people out there, don't stab anything with an arrow for everybody's sake. Your sake, the, the target's sake, all of it. No stabbing with arrows. That is not the recommended way to use that. For one, if, if you need any more advice on how to use arrows, might I recommend the classic 2005 movie, The Weatherman, starring Nicolas Cage. Okay. <clears throat> On we go. It's a joke for nobody. Not in this audience. (sighs) Knights take passion forth. Damn it, Arya, you're so good. Knights take passion forth into an abyss of hundreds of arms swirling under the weight of bodies yearning to connect. Your destruction came in moments. You fell beneath them and growled. You were the rabid beast hiding in my closet or beneath my bathroom door, waiting to spring. And you, 
and I. We fail for each other like children. We fumble in the dark like teenagers. We talk through every moment like we've known this dance for years and years and years. My hands are too small to spread over your heart like I want them to. Your hands far too big to cradle my face between them like you meant them to. We make it work in the darkest of ways, the blackest hole in the floor of our bedroom opening up to swallow us whole. Uh, Lowen S. Graves, and uh, I guess the title of this one is Lord Shiva and Kali Ma Make Love Beneath the Stars. I, I'm just going to say, I find that I find that to be very interesting because I, I know of Shiva to be a, a female deity. So Lord Shiva is very interesting to me. That's why I was confused. All right. <clears throat> you have me bewitched. Weaved around some magic wicked spell, it's like my body is mine no more. You have brought this woman out of her shell. How did you know where to find me? How did you know that you could do this to me? How did you know to control would be relinquished so easily? You are sex in every breath, every beat, every motion. You are all of this and more without commitment and void of any emotion. You are a fire within my wondrous sea, a great burning rush that consumes me. The silky flick and swirl of your tongue on my flesh has brought me this intense current of desire. Your touch has magnified all my senses in a warm, liquid fire. Your lips are soft and searing on the inside of my thighs, your dick a teasing length to my leg, waiting to comply. Gasping, my lips are licked a bit in a wordless plea for more, and you start exploring and teasing my throbbing, aching core. My thighs are now split on both sides of your hips, my breast and your mouth caught between your eyes, teeth, and lips. Our bodies melded together, heat skin on skin. Do not know where your limbs end and mine. Begin. To be desired by you in such a gift beyond measure, the submissive in me, aiming to please and always give you pleasure. Melissa Surrey, Bewitched. We have one last little sexy poem for you. Thank you very much for everybody who's enjoying the show tonight. I know that I've gotten off track and rambled, but you know that that's going to happen. Thank you very much for being a fan and a supporter. I appreciate you. Like a static shock, I feel you running up my spine, tingling the hair at the nape of my neck. Something harsh and unexpected, but unexpectedly pleasant. Snapping me back into my present eyes, freshly open and wide, like a still from a movie quaking on the bed, feeling my limbs tighten against you, something soft and yielding but not fully, pressing back, pushing my core deep into the down we fight for a moment, tearing at each other with the teeth, with claws, with fists open, closed, before the tension breaks. 
and calm floods over us with no slight pause, sending us both reeling into oblivion, all extremities, stilled as we stare gasping into the dark nothingness that surrounds us. Heads thrown back, hands clasped together, as we slip away, floating nowhere, watching galaxies being absorbed into black holes and stars exploding into limbo before we find ourselves back in bed, abruptly, chest heaving and slick with sweat, where we try and put ourselves back together, fruitlessly. Michelle Graham, Fruitless <clears throat> Good golly. Those were some pretty great poems to read. Thank you very much for putting up with me as the entertainer. Uh, honestly, sometimes I think that I should just get high before every show, uh, like as a kite, and just try and power through as much reading as possible. This is just one of those moments for whatever reason. I'm just feeling very self-conscious. Uh... And I just want to say, legitimately, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You're just so wonderful to me. If you're listening, if, if you have any way been a fan, uh, if you hear this on Tuesday, if you came out, just, just know that I'm, I'm deeply appreciative to you. I, I live such a strange life. I know it some days. Uh, this is why I smoke the weed before I go on stage, because then I don't think about these kinds of things. But right now, all I can think about is, isn't it so weird that this is my goddamn life? <laughs> uh, and I, and I legitimately am just, I, from, I, I mean it, I'm very grateful, but what a strange moment. This is what blocks those thoughts out, is the THC. I need to do more of it. All right. <clears throat> Uh, did I have anything to say here in this little pause besides that? No, I don't think so. You're all having a pretty good time. Let's just get into what looks to be some silly smut. I promised you guys something. Uh, somebody out there has been, like, the greatest fan, and I appreciate you because you've been trying to carry so much of, of the submissions. Uh, unfortunately, there's, like, a complication with the site Just Paste It, and I'm not able to, to read what's on there tonight. So I'm going to power through the last three things that I have to read. They should be pretty fun. Uh, and j just know that that's why there's not a little bit more to read. Uh, the, the way to submit, because I'm dyslexic, I'm sorry, guys, I'm not trying to be too much, uh, but, you know, it is free and all that. Please come out to a live show some Friday night. All you got to do is find an Aria or a Serena or an Ali. Send them what you want them to paste. Uh, and then they'll 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 get it into the the form that I can uh, read it so easily. Uh, here we go. This one's really interesting for me, cause I swear I'm not jealous of this guy. I swear to you, there's zero jealousy. I keep seeing him in movies. I keep seeing him. I think he's just a fine actor. There's no jealousy. But literally, like every other young woman that I run into apparently thinks he's the most gorgeous man who's ever lived. And I'm like, him? Him? He, he wins that award? Really? This one? So his name is apparently pronounced Timothy Chalamet. And this story goes by the name Because Timothy is a cute little bean and I like him very much. A concert with Timothy. <clears throat> Are you ready? 
I asked Timmy excitedly while jumping around. Yeah. He answered absentmindedly. Today was the day that I've been waiting for ever since I bought the tickets. The Sean Mendes concert. Three exclamation points. Sean Mendes was my idol ever since Handwritten had come out, and today I was finally going to see him in real life. Timmy, however, was not excited at all. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I said as I ran to the car. Timmy walked slowly after me and got in the driver's seat. Can you put on his music? I asked, not getting enough of Sean's music. No, he said annoyed as he watched the road intently. I pouted and reached for the stereo myself, but got stopped by Timmy's hand, forcefully jerking my hand away. Jesus, Timmy, calm the fuck down. He didn't say anything back. He just focused on the road again, with a frown. I rolled my eyes and began singing the songs myself. After a drive for what felt like ages, we finally reached the venue where Sean was going to perform. I had managed to get the best tickets on some cheap website, and I was beyond excited. That's how you can tell it's a fantasy. Incited that Sean was going to be so close to me. I had forced Timmy to go with me. After trying to convince him for days, he had finally agreed. However, now when the day had come, I wished I had gone with my best friend. Come on! I grabbed Timmy's hand and pulled him with me as I ran excitedly towards the entree. I don't know why that's so funny, but the entree, <laughs> the marquee entree. <clears throat> After we showed our tickets and found our spots, we only had to wait till Sean came up. We talked, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. We talked a bit, but Timmy was being extremely stubborn and annoying. So I decided to just make new friends while Timmy played a game on his phone. Ugh. After an hour or so, the, ca- the concert finally started, and the whole crowd... I would be fucking pissed, too. Showing up an hour before the ticket time? Babe. Babe. Babe, have you never been to a live show? Babe, an hour before ticket time? What, you just... You want to spend $60 on beers for no reason? Babe. Babe. We're already doing what you want to do today. Uh, I screamed too, not caring about my voice. Hey guys, how are you doing tonight? I don't know who Sean Mendes is. I screamed again. Timmy rolled his eyes and in and exhaled deeply through his nostrils. I couldn't quite catch why he was being like this, but it was extremely difficult to cope with. And I just kind of sick of ignoring it. Sean started playing his guitar, a tune I immediately recognized. I sang along with the touching lyrics and enjoyed the voice of this man on stage. (laughs) It was so amazing. I swear, I'm going to marry this kid. I joked to lighten the mood a bit. It only had a different effect than I had hoped, and shortly after I got pushed into the backseat of the car harshly and kissed completely out of nowhere. I was taken aback by Timmy's actions, but quickly restored myself and worked with him. 
ladies, when your man throws you into a back seat, you help him. You throw yourself into that back seat again. After he throws you in, you, th- you help him out. You throw yourself in. Again, you show him. You learned your lesson. <laughs> he undressed me and himself hungrily, wasting no time. He didn't bother and skipped the foreplay immediately, sliding in. No warning. His thrust were nowhere near gentle. He was rough. I liked it. Fuck. Make me come. I whined and moaned as escaped my lips uncontrollably. Yeah, you like that, huh? You think that I can make you scream harder than that prick up there on stage? <laughs> I blinked a few times, processing the words. I laughed. He was jealous. I pushed him off me as I couldn't contain my... Oh, Timmy V, that is not a great look. <laughs> if, she can't, if she can't stop laughing while you're fucking her... Oh, that's not a great moment, Timmy. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You've heard of damning with faint praise, but have you heard of great damnation? (laughs) Wait, no, this is just damning. Never mind. Never mind. Ah, fuck it. I was going to try and reverse it, but it wasn't that clever. All right. (laughs) You're jealous. It was more of a statement than a question, but he answered anyway. No. Okay, maybe a little bit, but it's just not fair. He said shortly after. I chuckled and pulled him closer. Don't be. I want you. Only you. I'm yours as long as you want me to. He looked up at me and came in for a passionate kiss. Let's go home and finish what we started, shall we? I nodded and put my clothes on while he did the same. I still can't believe you got jealous. I chuckled. He rolled his eyes. Shut up, will you? but his lips were curled slightly upwards. I like it. I said as I smirked, you should be more often. Just as long as you know that you're mine. (laughs) And the final two lines of the story, I really think tie the whole thing together. Here we go. Admit it. We all love Jealous Timmy. Please vote for the story. That was uh, Timothy, because Timothy is a cute little bean, and I like him very much, Uh, by Introvert Bitch on Wattpad. Don't put any of that shit on me. Don't put any of that shit on me. (laughs) No, oh, Ricky Bobby. Okay, so Wattpad. I feel like that's the one that years ago I was sent to where the 14-year-old did the Power Rangers masochism fantasy. Yeah, that was that one too. I think it's crazy that there's sites on the internet that exist for years at a time that apparently are solely for adolescent horny women who have no fucking clue what's going on between their own legs. That's really weird to me. God damn. Because the original gals using that have aged out of it. (laughs) So, how do they all find it? How do they all find... Is there like an... Is it like Wattpad advertises to that age group? Or like... Do you just like hit a certain age and if you're a freak you find... Like, what the fuck? (sighs) I still remember finding all those sites at that tender age. And all the warping effects that they had on... Have I ever talked about Naughty Angel? 
Have I ever talked about Naughty Angel? I don't think. There's a real chance before I begin this next little funny sexy story. There is a real chance that there is no Grey Knight without Naughty Angel in 1999. I found a site 1999 called Naughty Angel, and it was literally just a woman who had a different uh, files that you could click on of her masturbating. And she had little personal stories before each one, uh, and she described herself. And I just thought it was the greatest, most erotic thing. I'd never found anything like it. This is 1999. Uh, there's no money. There's just a couple of, like, it was 1999, so there's like eight links. So I was like, wow, there's so much content on this site uh, at the time. Uh, and I mean, I was at a, I was at a young tender age. I was a minor. Uh, and I, uh, when I found it and I mean, I just like, oh my God, it was just so crazy listening to her touch herself and describe herself. And it was just so much more attractive. This is at a period where like, you know, you would have to wait 15, 30 seconds to click on an image to see the full naked woman if you had a bad connection. So to click on something and to hear a woman masturbate and moan and have it be authentic, Oh my God, that might as well have been the coolest technology. That might as well have been from space at the time. Uh, and I, I masturbated to that over and over again. And I, I never, like, I don't know if it planted a seed or not. It's a, it's a real open question to me. But I still think about Naughty Angel sometimes. In the, and, uh, like, I should have taken, definitely should have taken a cue, is what I'm realizing out loud. Because she, like, described herself as the sexiest fucking thing in the world. Uh, at the time, she's all like, I'm blonde with huge tits, and like my husband's so lucky and he loves to fuck me, but you get to listen to me fuck myself too, is basically like, you know, again, for 1999, that was such a long bio, it's like, wow, she's really putting a lot about herself out there on the internet. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> so that, I, I don't know, maybe that had a real effect. Uh, tip me. Bring your friends. Uh, you can't just keep saying that I'm doing so great. You also have to rate. Ha ha! You can't just say I'm doing great. You also have to rate the podcast and recommend it to your friends and all of the rest. We're trying to keep the Jubilee on a spinning out. In a couple of weeks, you're going to hear that podcast episode where I talk about all of the good things that have happened in my life, all of the bad trauma that I'm trying to heal over and all the rest. Wouldn't it be nice if that was one of the first things that a lady of the night heard uh, when she's going through recent episodes and so some of the stuff at the beginning. It's really, I think, excellent and exciting, and I'm happy. Uh, I talk about it. Uh, I feel like I've won the lottery because I have started to forgive myself and move past all of my bullshit, even when I'm in the middle of it. I don't know if there's possibly anything greater that somebody can have in this world. In fact, most of my favorite movies involve like an old person or a person who's been stuck in a long habit that can't really break it, and then they're about to die, and that's the only time that they can fucking come to heads with it. And here I did it without anybody dying in a long life ahead of me, at least if I keep eating my oatmeal, fingers crossed at least. Okay, all right. Uh, that was very emotional out of nowhere. Here comes some more silly, silly smut. <clears throat> After the revelations of the party... Oh, oh shit, oh shit! Okay, hold on, gotta announce this, because I don't know if I've ever read part one. This is the man with the magic hands. Chapter two. So... We're, we're jumping in this, and this is the way to do it. This is, for the reference, this is how Daddy watched the Twilight movies. He only watched the last two Twilight movies. 
And that's the way to do it. I've told you before, just jump in and only watch the last two Twilight movies. Because having no clue what any of these people are or what their relations is makes those movies fucking fascinating. Makes those three and a half hours fly the fuck by. I promise you, it's crazy. After the revelations of the party, I noticed more and more how my hands seem to have unusual effects on women. Fuck yeah! Yes! Skip chapter one. Sentence number one. I'm wholly invested. I am 100% invested. That's how you start a story, baby. A handshake would linger a little longer than necessary. Any kind of touch would create a little shiver or a big smile. I would often receive comments like, What warm hands you have. It was fun to ask a random woman if I could just brush a bug off her shoulder and then watch her reaction as I touched her with my fingers, little electric sparks penetrating her skin and presumably making their way down to her loins. And then, of course, there was dancing. This is where you hear some disco music faintly in the background. And we go in, we push into the disco ball, and... It's surprising how little contact humans have in everyday life. As a graphic designer, I spent much of my life behind a desk, and although I played badminton and tennis, it's very rare that you actually touch your opponents. And I'm not sure if my gift had any effect on men. I shudder to think of how life might have turned out if I played rugby. (laughs) But on the dance floor, skin contact is almost mandatory. I wouldn't say I was much of a looker, if you know what I mean. Not exactly Brad Pitt material, but I found... Not exactly a Timothy Chamelet. I found myself heading to bed to the local club on Friday and Saturday nights, brimming with confidence. At first, I struggled with approaching girls and asking them to dance. I was often met with indifference or a firm put-down. But once I reached over and rested my fingers on a girl's arm, everything changed. Eyes would (laughs) light up. Lips would part and curl into a smile. That was how I met Laura. (laughs) And Laura starts off with some fucking banger dialogue, too. Here we go. Here's Laura's introduction. Sorry. Tired. Enjoying my drink. She said it first. She was hurry at the bar with a couple of mates. Previously, I would have been petrified at approaching a group of girls in such a situation. Not tonight. I touched her arm. Maybe later. I said, resting my hand across her waist. Her eyes lit up and she hesitated. I guess the magic had stirred something. Down below. She looked up at me deeply. Actually... Why not? She said and took my hand. We trotted out to the dance floor. Laura, she stated, gripping my hands and pulling me into a bop. (laughs) Now, this is very funny, because I know that in England, a bop means a a tune that you enjoy. So what the fuck is this guy? A bop? Does that, is, he trying to, is he trying to say that? She pulled me into a bop. I played a little badminton. She pulled me into a bop. Eh? Bit of... Bit of bop. Bit of boppy bop. <laughs> it was a lively song. And so little opportunity to touch Laura was clearly enjoying herself. Like most men, I just tried to keep in time. 
After a couple of minutes, the tune changed, the tempo slowed, and this was my opportunity to move in close. Dissolve. Uh, lights change from red to blue. Uh, Starlight by, by Christy Anthem starts playing. Right? People say, I have magic hands. I replied, on reflection, that was pretty lame. But I was beginning to think it might actually be true. Mm. She cooled softly about the music. So, what else can you do with them? She was grinning, enjoying my touch. Come back to my place, and I'll show you. <laughs> I reached around and slid my hands under her blouse, pressing my palms into the small of her back. She shuddered and pressed herself against me. I can't wait that long, she cried, grabbing my hands and pulling me towards the exit. I thought that maybe we were leaving, but she diverted towards the toilets and dragged me into the ladies. <laughs> All right, you've been good girls and you've been very patient with me, so you get an attempt at this line. Here we go. Oi! Girls room! Fuck off, Laura said sternly, pulling me into a cubicle. I need cock! She closed... <sighs> That's that, a lot. We went a lot of places in a few characters. <laughs> she closed the door to a course of giggles from the room! Laura pushed me against the wall and kissed me hard. Her hands were already tugging at my jeans and I wasn't complaining, so I unclipped her buttons and she pulled them down unceremoniously. My cock sprang into view, already hardening from her kisses. She stroked it and kissed me again. I want you inside me. Too late to be subtle, Laura. Too late to be subtle. Now, I may have been a little shy about approaching women, but there's no hesitation when it comes to getting laid. I spun her around and she leaned against the opposite wall. Pulling up her skirt, I reached underneath and cupped her crotch through her panties. She groaned as I rubbed her, feeling the moisture through the cotton. She slipped them off, discarding them on the floor as she slipped her legs. I reached around with both hands and pressed my cock against her crack. I kept one hand beneath her legs and fumbled in my pocket for a condom. I was going to unwrap it, but she stopped me from pulling Pulling it away. <laughs> Don't stop. She cooed breathlessly. I'll do it. In a surprisingly agile move, she took the condom, ripped it open, reached around to place it over the head of my pole, all without turning. It's surprising what you can do in the heat of lust. Bro, I would be a little worried at this point if a woman's pulling me into the toilet, screaming that she wants cock and she can pull that move off. Ah, uh, there's a lot happening there. I'm not sure you're reading the cues. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're looking at the level of expertise that that quite takes. I'm trying. To, I'm not being anti-sex positive here, but you know. There is a different kind of positive associated with sex that you have sex if you have sex in public bathrooms a lot <laughs> that you need to avoid you know, while being sex positive. Just saying. <sighs> oh, yeah, I grunted as I thrust into her. I could feel her contraction almost immediately as she panted and groaned as I fucked her against the wall of the cubicle. <sighs> the slight difference in, in words over there. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, My tits, she murmured. Touch my tits. I reached up with both hands and cupped her boobs. They were small, but with very pert nipples, and I brushed my palms against them, and she came. Huh. As her vagina contracted, 
I couldn't hold back and thrust hard into her, pulsing as I came with her. Fuck, 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 I grunted as I unloaded. But it was only at the point that we both remembered that it was a public toilet. It was very quiet outside the cubicle. Someone giggled and started clapping, which was briefly followed by applause and laughter. Dot, dot, dot. Laura turned out to be a quite voracious young woman. She was soon popping in most evenings after work. Just lay these wicked hands on me, Liv, she purred as she stripped and lay back on the bed. I started rubbing her feet, moving up her calves, and thought, wow, we skipped the magic hands to get to here, which is the use of the magic hands. All right, I want to see what the magic hands do. You've built this shit up. Here we go. By the time I reached the inside of her thighs, I could see she was wet. I was expecting more. Droplets oozing from her labia. I stroked her tummy and brushed a finger over her pussy lightly. Yes, please, she cried. Not yet. I chuckled. Make it last. <laughs> Apparently he says both. That's what the dialogue tag says. He chuckles. Not yet. Make it last. I could do... <laughs> That's so English. That's so English he shits the king, the queen. That's so, that's such an English way. Imagine like a man like giving you foreplay and you're like, please. He's all like, not yet. Make it last. Not funny. All right. Uh, I continued rubbing her torso, moving along the sides of her stomach towards her breasts. Oh, God, yes. I cried out as I glided over her nipples. This is just how women react if you touch them. This is just how women react if you touch them. There's nothing magical happening here. This is just the normal, this is the cause and effect. You go, if you take your time, you listen to her. <laughs> I climbed between her legs, which she parted to make way. As I slid into her wet pussy, she shuddered again. He's not going to finger her? That's so disappointing. He's got magic hands. This is, this is like, this is like that bullshit that they tried to pull at the end of Game of Thrones where they're like, no, I'm telling you, if you fulfill your destiny, you'll learn to fly. And then he didn't. <laughs> this is such bullshit. He has magic hands and he's not even using them. He has magic hands and he's not even fucking using them. <sighs> I just, I just, just take the, just take the ride of this paragraph, will you? I climbed between her legs, which she parted to make way. As I slid into her wet pussy, she shuddered again. I rather enjoyed the fact that, having satisfied my woman, there was no need to hold back. Sometimes a slow, gentle thrusting or just holding myself inside her like those Indian tantric stories you hear, feeling her vagina throb. At other times, I would simply fuck her hard and fast, pounding that tight, wet pussy as she arched and screamed. She clawed at my back, leaving long red welts as I emptied my balls onto her cunt. Then we'd collapse onto bed, panting hard. Ah! 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 This is, this is something I go over every once in a while when I'm reading these sex stories as someone who writes these. If you don't want to write the sex portion, just write a love story, asshole. If you don't want to write the sex portion of a sex story, 
If you just want to, like, in summation, this is how I fuck you so good, <laughs> don't, don't write a sex story. Write a love story and then just be all like, oh, look at how quickly they went over the sex. It's because it's a love story. If you write a sex story, it's about, like, I have magic hands. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to touch you with my magic hands. And then, like, everything you do is to touch them. And then, like, we're going to start having sex. And they're like, oh, and I'm so good at the sex. Oh, I can do sex this way or this way or this way. And I'm so good at it all. Anyway, next scene. I swear to God, dot, dot, dot. After that, dot, dot, dot. They just, we just skip ahead. We're going to the next scene. Things have not been going that well at work. The company was losing money, and Friday morning was when the boss took me to one side. Rick, you're a great designer, but things are pretty bad. We have to do something to save money. How do you feel about cutting back to a couple of days a week? Obviously, I was gutted. I loved my job, but after a chat, I realized there really wasn't much choice. It was going to be a struggle, and I thought I might... You're not even going to try and touch him, huh? You're not even going to try and touch him and keep that job, are you? All right. <sighs> Apparently, he's already home. Babes, that's horrible, Laura sighed. We made love as usual that evening. Blah, 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 sex story. Anyways, I'm probably going to regret this, said Laura. <laughs> you think I'm fucking with you right there? Here's the actual. Here's the actual. Here it is. Here it is. I'm going to do it verbatim now. Ready? He loses his job. Here's how it describes them having sex after. Babes, that's horrible. She sighs. We made love as usual that evening, and she was very quiet for a few minutes afterwards. If you don't want to talk about the sex, <laughs> this is not the medium for you. <laughs> Wait, what? No. I'm probably going to regret this. She stated, turning towards me, but have you thought about Massage? I was momentarily confused. I love one, thanks, I replied. Could you start on my shoulders? No, sweetie. I mean, giving massages. You have, um, skillful hands. I imagine this would be quite the demand. You're suggesting I offer some kind of erotic services, I said. I must confess the idea had a certain appeal. And you'd be all right with that. I suppose, she said softly. I mean, we're not exactly an item. <laughs> I'm not exactly anything other than a figment of a man's desire and <laughs> what he can put on page, <laughs> giving, giving a female tag to it and therefore making that amalgamation into the facsimile of a woman. I can't stop you from seeing other women. And besides, you wouldn't need to fuck them. Just use your magic hands. <laughs> so, that's the end of that chapter. We might have to go on to chapter three. Especially since the name of this guy is Love Massage. Uh, uh, oh, there's no chapter three?! Oh, but he's just writing these. These are brand new. Okay, okay, okay. There'll be a chapter three soon. Okay, all right. Very exciting. Love, love, love massage on Literotica. That's who did that one. There's part one, there's part two. Uh, we may have to continue. We have to see what's going on with that one. Uh, so I made a lot of fun of that one. Um, but now that we're at the end of this, that did, in fact, happen to me with a girlfriend. <laughs> Except it wasn't hands, it was voice. 
<laughs> and the rest is history. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's a true story. There was a girl. She's all like, oh, you have a pretty good voice. I don't know. Maybe you should just, you know, read sexy stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. I just just want to just imagine the guy who, like, jots it down like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fancy for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the woman says, we're not together or anything. You just fuck me in bathrooms sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds about right. That's what women sound like. I mean, I don't have any claim to you. You're just the guy who pounds me with his arrow. <laughs> All right. Last story. We'll see how far we get into this one. Sugar Ray say, Every morning, before the sun peaked up on the horizon, I woke up to a large, warm hand caressing my hip, leaving a trail of goosebumps on my skin, fingers dragging slowly up my side, over the curve of my waist, and found the flesh of my left breast. Mm. I purred, stirring from sleep. His mouth and nose nuzzled into my neck and bristled on my chin, and the upper light lip lightly scratched over my soft skin. I leaned back and moaned quietly as his lips and warm tongue explored the nape of my neck. Kisses and licks moved from behind my ear, down my neck, and around my collarbone, causing my muscles to soften and relax. Good morning, baby girl. He whispered, squeezing my breast gently and then more forcefully as his moans of arousal escaped my throat. He inhaled deeply and wrapped his arms tightly around my body, pulling me close. His cock was pressed firmly against my back, and I felt its heat radiating through me. He nibbled at my left ear and whispered again, Let's see how wet you are this morning. My legs, once closed and curled towards my head, fell willingly open and my hips rotated, so I lay my back knees wide open, feet together, awaiting the imminent plunge of his long, thick fingers between my dark and eager pussy. Mm. That's a good girl, he said, grinning. The room, which was completely dark moments ago, gradually showed a little light making it easier to see the broad outline of his body. He moved closer to my side, and the length of his stiffened shaft pressed against me. A moment passed until I felt the warm leak of his precum onto my skin, and my cunt throbbed with anticipation. Last night, you told me you were so hungry, he began. Fingers lazily grazed the skin between my breasts and trailed down my belly button, circling then down further, stopping just over my mons. My breath caught as his fingers remained still, resting on my smooth, shaven mound. Yes, Daddy, I'm always hungry for you, I managed to say, aching for more touch. You're always hungry, baby. Such a greedy little... Thing. He replied, before gently taping over the hood of my clit with firm, stiff fingers. I whimpered and lifted my hips off the bed, aching for more. I needed to feel him pressing my sensitive flesh. Sent that ass down, 
and stay very still, he commanded. I reluctantly did as I was told, biting my lips harder than necessary, trying to control my need. I winced at the pain and relaxed my clamping jaw, breathing deeply. Good girl, he said, and leaned to kiss my lips softly. My soft kisses became deeper and lingered. Our tongues met in the middle and entwined. Danny, I began. It took every ounce of of control inside me not to buck my hips and force his hand to penetrate my dripping, throbbing pussy. What is it, baby girl? Are you still hungry? He asked, biting my neck and shoulder. I'm starved, Daddy, I replied. My pussy was red and ripe. The cool air against my lips were stimulating contrast to the heat emanating between my thighs. Kisses were planted softly up my shoulder and, with more intensity, up my neck. When our lips met, I lifted my head from the pillow and smashed mine against his. He matched my hunger, biting my lower lip, and tugged for a moment before releasing. Push your wet cunt on my fingers and fuck yourself. Keep your eyes on me while you do it, baby. But no coming. Yes, Daddy, I replied. A broad grin stretched across his face, and I immediately thrust my hips towards his fingers, enveloping them with warm, wet tunnel on the brink of exploding. Daddy always makes me some so quickly, I said, struggling to contain my want need to come so soon for him. Remember, no coming, baby girl. I don't think you know what real hunger feels like. Let's wait a little longer, he said. Then leaned down and licked my top lip with the tip of his tongue. I groaned and arched my back while pushing my hips down to fully surround Daddy's fingers, searching for fingertips, desperate to make them contact contact my G-spot. My eyes rolled back as his two fingertips reached inside and scraped a fingernail across the spongy tissue made pussy burst with wetness. Sitting up on my knees, Daddy bent over me, grabbing my hair with his free hand and turning my face towards his, saying, Look at me, baby. No coming yet. I opened my eyes and looked into his. The grip on my hair remained firm. My hips found a steady rhythm to rock up and down, and with every arch of my back there was a delicious wet squishing sound of my juices flowing out while I fucked my needy cunt on Daddy's fingers. My moans fell into a rhythm with each thrust, and my pace gradually quickened. Steady breathing became soft panting, and soon I was whimpering, with the need to come building inside of me. That's it, baby. Keep going. Daddy encouraged, holding his fingers very still and stiff within the throbbing walls of my aching pussy. I continued to buck against his hand, never breaking eye contact. Daddy, that feels so fucking good, I groaned. Suddenly his thumb made contact with my swollen clit, which was very erect and projecting from its hood, and my entire body spasmed. The pad of his thumb tapped against my exposed clit softly, in sync with my thrusting. Daddy, I can't take it any longer. I need to come so bad. Please, I begged. Please, what, baby? He questioned. Please let me come, Daddy. Please. 
My eyes shut off for a moment to concentrate on controlling the tidal wave wanting to crash out of me. Suddenly, he pulled his fingers from my cunt. My walls clenched around my hand, trying to keep his fingers from leaving me completely. I felt so open and empty with his thick, wet fingers filling me. Not yet, baby. He soothed, and he dragged his wet fingers up my skin, leaving a warm, wet trail of my juices. You're being a very good girl, but... Let's play a little longer. Daddy leaned down and parted my mouth with his wet fingers. I could smell my wetness and sent a primal rush of need through me. I pushed my mouth onto his fingers and sucked them in, greedy to taste myself. As I sucked myself lustfully on his fingers, he took my left nipple into his mouth, biting, sucking, and swirling his tongue until it was stiff, and I was squirming, searching to renew the friction against my aching, needy pussy. His fingers moved in and out of my mouth as he continued to torment the first nipple before moving to the other, flicking and sucking it into his mouth until they were both so hard they hurt. How do you taste, baby? He asked as he slowly pulled his fingers from my mouth, drool clung to my lips, and dripped down my chin. So good, Daddy. I need more. Please? Do you, baby girl? Do you need to taste more of your sweet little cunt? He asked playfully. Yes, Daddy, I answered. Please feed me. Daddy smiled, but rather than slip his fingers back into my juicy pussy, he positioned himself above me and ran the length of his hard cock, and then up and down my wet slit. My frothy wetness clung to his cock as he pulled away from my needy cunt. Sit up, he ordered. I sat up and was greeted by his thick, hard shaft before my eyes. Suck on it, baby. Tell me how it tastes, he said, running his fingers through my hair and holding it back from my face. Licking my lips, I opened my mouth wide to take Daddy's cock. My hands rested on his thighs and my lips met the tip. The sweet and salty warmth of pre-cum on my lips and tongue made me ache for more. Moaning, my tongue swirled around the soft tip and flicked into the eye of Daddy's cock. Pre-cum oozed onto my tongue, and I moaned as I sucked gently, tasting every drop that flowed out. My eyes never left his as I drank the tasty liquid he had made just for me. The grip Daddy had on my hair tightened as I moved my mouth further down his shaft, and he pushed me gently on his full length. That's it, baby girl. Suck on Daddy's cock now, he whispered sweetly. My eyes never left his. I licked and sucked Daddy's cock up and down. Whenever I pulled his hard shaft, it would bounce back into my face. I ran my cheeks and lips against the hot and rigid rod, holding it firmly with one hand so I could sink lower to taste his balls. I sucked each into my mouth individually, then, with some difficulty, together. His thighs stiffened and he pushed my face against his sack as I sucked. <clears throat> My greedy little girl, I love hearing you moan while you suck on me, baby, he praised. He gripped the back of my head and repositioned to saw, slide his cock back into my mouth. Who does this mouth belong to, he asked. You, Daddy, I replied. Good girl, open wide, baby. Before sliding back into my mouth, he gasped his hard shaft and slapped it against my lips. 
touch your needy cunt while you suck on my cock, baby. Daddy groaned, and then quickly slipped his length into my mouth. I moved my right hand from his thigh to my pussy and sighed with relief as my fingertips found my swollen clit. My throat opened and my body relaxed into my touch. The tip of Daddy's cock slipped deeper into my throat. He groaned with delight and slowly pulled his cock out, holding the base with his right hand, my hair with his left. A string of saliva connected my tongue to the tip of his cock. I stretched my tongue out as far as I could to reach him, but Daddy pulled away and spanked my cheeks and mouth with the tip. It oozed more precum and smeared glistening coating on my face and lips. So needy. Such a good little slut for Daddy, aren't you? He asked. Yes, Daddy. I love being a good little slut for you, I answered. I opened my legs as wide as possible, enjoying the feel of my fingers teasing my pussy as I sucked on Daddy's throbbing, rock-hard cock. My index and middle fingers rubbed and tugged on my clit at a feverish pace as I took him deep as I could before feeling the need to gag. Tears began to roll from my eyes. I pulled my head away to take a breath. My mouth popped off his cock, and I started painting, spit, shining the shin and dripping onto my chest. I never stopped working my fingers over and around the clit. <laughs> Daddy, it's starting to hurt. Please let me come? I begged. Daddy placed his right hand around my chin and caressed my quivering bottom lip with his thumb. Spank your clit, baby, he said, grinning. Yes, Daddy, I whimpered, beginning to tap my clit both with the palm of my fingers. He slid his cock back into my mouth and took my hair with both hands this time and started to thrust. Keep tapping your clit for me. You need to come. Stop tapping and squeeze my thigh. Squeeze my thigh now and show me that you understand. I squeezed his left thigh in response. Good girl. Tap away, baby, he said thrusting faster now, hitting the back of my throat each time. I tapped my clit in time with his thrusting, but soon I needed more. I wanted to come so hard for Daddy. A wet mess was building inside of me, and I wanted to show Daddy how good I was. My clit was throbbing to come, and each tap elicited more wetness onto my sloppy wet fingers. My mouth tightened around his cock as the need began to build. I'm going to fill your mouth before you can come, baby. Keep your mouth open. Suck me just like that. I promise it'll be worth it, he groaned. Tears began to well in my eyes again as I whimpered around his cock, displaying his extreme frustration. Daddy's eyes went dark as I moaned and whimpered with his cock in my mouth. He gripped my hair tightly and fucked my mouth, balls slapping against my chin with each thrust. I loved the way his cock filled my mouth and eagerly awaited for him to empty his cum down my throat. My focus turned from my own frustration to Daddy's cock fucking my mouth. I lost track of my tapping. I think I started to tap even faster as I looked into his eyes. When he smiled down at me, I knew I was pleasing him. I was moaning deeply around his shaft. His breathing quickened and he moaned deeply. I moved my left hand from his thigh to his balls and squeezed them. He groaned and pushed deeper into my throat. I tugged them lightly, looking up at his face, tears running down my cheeks. Daddy groaned again. Then he threw his head back and I knew I was about to come. I pushed my head back down to the base of the shaft and at the tip of my cock hit the back of my throat once more. His cock swelled and throbbed and then the first jet of cum shot into my throat. 
Daddy groaned again, his body shuddering as my cock spewed strands of cum over and over. His grip into my hair loosened while I sucked the last of his cum from his cock, and he slowly pulled himself over from my mouth. Then he pulled himself out completely and smeared the tip of my lips, letting me clean off everything left behind. Cum dribbled from my mouth, and I licked it up greedily. Daddy took a breath before taking my face in his hands and kissed my forehead. Good girl, he whispered. Lay back now and come for me, he said with a smile. Yes, Daddy, I said and lowered myself onto my back. He lay between my parted legs, compressing one arm beneath him, and gripped my other thigh to hold my leg wide and still uh, keep myself against the bed. My pussy opened, exposed, aching, and in need. The pale skin on my labia had turned dark pink. I was swollen and so wet. My clit bulged and throbbed as anticipation reached its peak. Daddy lowered himself between my legs and breathed in my scent, then exhaled slowly, blowing on the hood. My nails clawed at the sheet beneath me, longing for his hands and mouth. Sensing the insensitivity to my hunger, Daddy pressed his tongue flat against my clit, thrashing my hips, but I was unable to move beneath his restraints. I felt my warm juices flow out of me and onto his tongue. He moaned in response and lapped at my weakness like a dog drinking water on a summer day. Daddy, it feels so good, I shouted. My voice wavered as my eyes began to roll back into my head as he continued to furiously lick my swollen, slippery clit. Come for me, baby. You've been so such a good girl. Come for daddy. The urge was uncontrollable. My first orgasm surged through me. Seizing my muscles, I began to convulse as waves crashed over me. I reached for him to steady myself and grabbed two handfuls of hair to, clan, uh, to hang on to while riding through the intensity of my orgasm. I attempted to kick my legs as his tongue continued to dance over my sensitive clit, but it only made him use more of his weight to restrain me. The final rush of my orgasm washed over me, only to find another following close by. Behind, Daddy buried his tongue into my pussy and lashed wildly over every intricacy of my walls. I gripped his hair and pressed his face hard into me. I wanted to clench my legs closed so badly, but then he held them open, leaving me vulnerable to all the sensations ripping through my body. I started to pant, and the need to come became stronger and stronger until I couldn't take it anymore. I released the grip in Daddy's hair and began to shake throughout my body. My moans turned into howls, and my cunt poured like a fountain onto Daddy's face and into his mouth. I could not come down from this orgasm. It peaked once, then tapered, then peaked again, only harder, then tapered once more. I lost completely control of my faculties and lay there, limp, feeling the waves washed over me as I surrendered to my euphoric state. When my orgasm finally subsided, Daddy raised his head and grinned. How are you feeling, baby? he asked. I could not speak. I moaned in response, which caused him to chuckle. He loosened his grip on my leg and rolled off the other so I could move again, not that I was planning on moving any time soon. Daddy raised himself to his knees and was stroking his once again hardening cock. Turn over, baby. Daddy wants to play with all of his sluts holes this morning, he said. Slowly, I maneuvered myself onto my stomach. I could barely hold myself up, but the thought that was already hard again was enough to keep me conscious. 
I pointed my ass in the air and propped myself on my elbows and looked back at him. Daddy? I asked. Yes, baby girl. I'm still hungry. Hungry by Sally Sparrow 23 on Reddit. All right, guys. That was a smutty show. There was a little bit more rambling and a little bit less smut than I anticipated. Shocker, I know. Nobody could anticipate. If you've been to the end of a live show, especially if you didn't tip me and you're holding on to all of that money or waiting for that stimulus check to hit your account, don't you know? Now you do. If you get an order into me between the 15th of March and the 22nd of March, not only will there be a commission sale of $50 for eight minutes of recorded material, you will also guarantee to get that by the end of March. First commission sale in a long time. Finally had on stuff on Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Finally had stuff uh, on stuff for the show. Finally have the energy for it. And maybe you have a little extra bank because of what's going on in the world. Who knows? $50 buys you eight minutes, any material you want, 100% written, guaranteed by the end of the month. Yes, really, yes, really, no matter how many orders you throw my way. So just thought I would pitch that. If you made it to the end of a live show, you really like my voice, and you probably want to give me at least a little bit of money, so there's another option for you. Thank you very much for being a fan. I'm pretty good at knocking stuff out these days. Thank you again for coming on out. Everybody who requested something next Friday, 10 Eastern, any request you want to make. Sorry again for uh, anybody who put stuff uh, on other mediums. We're going to fix that up for next system. That's on me. Dyslexia. Sorry. Uh, Wanted to have a good show with everything I can read. Had a good time. Had a great time. World's ending. Feeling pretty okay about it. The REM song finally coming true. Uh, I hope that you feel pretty good about things, too. And if you don't, that's okay. It's okay not to feel okay. It's okay not to feel like you're making progress. It's okay to feel like I'm a giant jerk for talking about how sex I am all the time. Sometimes I agree. I appreciate you very much for being a fan. I do. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I do. I hope to see you again next Friday. I do, especially if I've never seen you before. New girls, come on out. I would love to see you there, on the server, on the show, anytime. It's very friendly. There's a lot there. You're going to see very cute uh, animal pictures, if nothing else. Come on out. Let me know if you're too shy. The commissions. Uh, feedback. Uh, you can find out more on the Patreon. That's Patreon, The Grey Knight. Again, just let me or Ali know if you can't find the link. We'll be happy to give it to you. Uh, com. if you want to send me anything, especially Anon. I do, in fact, read every message that I'm sent. You have sent me 100% sweet, encouraging, or just here's how to get better at what you do messages so far in 2021. Keep that jubilee going, because it's pretty fucking great. I will see you soon. There's already an episode for Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for being a fan. Bye. See you next week. Bye.